0: Well, hello, everyone. You're listening to episode 83 of Pastor Chifotle, and I am your host, Rocio Carvajal, food anthropologist, Mexican culture and gastronomy educator. And today I have a very special show for you, because for the first time in the history of the show, I am recording a holiday special edition about Mexican Christmas um live so i'm not editing anything and with me today is my dear dear friend meli martinez who is a blogger author instructor mexican food champion extraordinaire and the format will be slightly different so i really hope you enjoy this is just you know a chat between friends and we're going to talk about favorite festive dishes food traditions and all things navidad mexicana so let's get on with the show Finally.
1: Uh, I'm so happy (laughs) to to record this. How are you doing? Good. Really good. Looking forward to the end of the year. Oh,
0: gosh. Me too. This has been a very, very demanding year. Um, I mean, you've been enjoying, obviously, uh, all the uh, rewards from your first
1: book. Hello. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so happy about it. Surprise, still surprised that it's still a bestseller in Amazon. And, um, and I'm like, oh, okay. I, I never thought about it, but <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> people, people. Okay, like now, now like, I'm a
0: superstar. I
1: <laughs> know. <laughs>
0: <And>, uh, <laughs>
1: just just looking forward to the energy because this is my special time for me. I love Christmas and I love winter time and it's, it's, I think it's too short even the time, I want it to be longer, like in Philippines that it lasts from September, they celebrate Christmas starting in September. So. Really? Oh yeah, they start celebrating oh. Christmas in September, and the stores, they have everything, all the ornaments and all that, uh, and, and start having events uh, related to Christmas in September from September to December so I will be happy if we skip Halloween (laughs) and we jump to (laughs) to, uh, we can start right after Dia de Muertos.
0: (laughs) I was thinking yeah well I I really love uh, Day of the Dead of course Uh, but I wouldn't mind having a long Christmas. You know what I hate is that when you're just like you know, the weather is beginning to turn and we're looking forward to Dia de Muertos here in Mexico. But you go to, you know, a shopping mall or you go to the supermercado and then there's all this consumerism just pushing, like, you know, it's not even uh, Dia de la Revolución, revolution, like the anniversary of the Mexican revolution here in Mexico. And they're already pushing, you know, Christmas. And it's like, come on. And now we're getting ready for Christmas and they already have all the spring stuff and I'm like, oh gosh,
1: no. They already have the, I went to the Latin store here last week and they already have the rosca, the reyes, the, the <laughs> three king's bread in, in the bakery and like, that. no, I'm not ready for it. But <laughs> they, they are pushing all this, like in September in Mexico, they are, we're, already were selling day of the that bread <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I think traditions should be respected <laughs> and, and nowadays we want everything not now we want it before the things start <laughs> before the things start happening, so I don't know how this is gonna affect next generations oh, wow,
0: because that's a,
1: that's a good point yes, he, like for example, here in United States like. There is Christmas in July. If you go to the stores where they sell um, crafts, the supplies for making crafts mm-hmm. at home, like uh needling and things like that, uh, they have the Christmas trees on sale. And they call it Christmas in July. They they, they store it like back in August, but they but in okay, July okay. you can find a Christmas tree, so you can buy it in a good price for December. Okay, but and um, people are starting to. Set their Christmas tree right after um, Dia de Muertos. Mm-hmm, some people, mm-hmm. some Mexican families, and um, right after the Dia de Muertos, they are looking forward to Christmas and they're already starting to set Christmas. And for one part, I think that's great because uh, people is happy, is merrier and um, they want it to be longer. Like I want it to be longer. But I think we we have to respect certain limits.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like the magic sort of fades away. Well, I think, I don't know, something that is very important uh, for people to understand, non-Mexican people, and maybe, you know, we talk, you and I have talked this many times um, about about what is lost between first, second, third generation Mexican-Americans that don't have the contact, you know, of growing up mm-hmm. here in Mexico and the contact with the family. In Mexico, life, everything is ruled by a festive calendar. Like yes. that that is the pace of life. We don't move, you know, with consumerism dates. We don't move at the pace of Western world. We have our own pace.
1: And and our know, food. Exactly. Food? I'm seasonal. I'm food. Everything has, seasonal. has to be seasonal. Yes. Yes. It's like Chiles en Nogada. You, you don't supposed to cook Chiles en Nogada after September's 20 or something because you don't find the the, the ingredients, uh, at, at least the traditional ingredients. So when somebody say like, oh, we're going to have Chiles en Nogada for Christmas. Uh, Wrong. In, in no. Hello. <laughs> like what part of the equator are you right now?
0: <laughs> I know, I know. I, I mean... That that's one of the things I love about Mexican traditions, that um that they haven't I mean we haven't lost that sort of route to seasonality. And the root with seasonality yes. takes us to the mm-hmm. root of the times of the countryside, the times of yes. harvest, the times of mm-hmm. planting. So in Mexico, because we're such an agricultural nation and a powerhouse, you know, of agriculture. When there is something, we consume it because yeah, that's when it's in season. And traditionally, if it's not in season, you know that you shouldn't because it tastes like horrible. So. Well,
1: except like romeritos. What, what about
0: romeritos?
1: Like, I love
0: romeritos. romeritos, but what about them?
1: Do you know that romeritos you can find year around? but we only consume them in Lent season and Christmas. And <laughs> Christmas. So, so that part is like a, we contradict each us in our culture about seasonal and maybe because if people just cook them uh just because it's a tradition. That and is we-
0: that is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. And then I guess it's a tradition for whom? Because mm-hmm. you know romeritos are a type of Kelite. And I know mm-hmm. you are very passionate about quelites. Yeah. Uh, yeah. maybe maybe you, you introduce people about what quelites are.
1: Uh Kelites are in English are Called wheat, and they are they are like a, an edible wheat that have been in ancestral time, been in our culture, and but they are, they are more they are more popular in central Mexico mm-hmm. and in the central area, and they are um, sort of like a wheat, like a calites, like a, oh my mind went blank, uh, like watercress. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh
0: um
1: purslane oh. purslane yeah kind of like in that uh category of of plants and uh, that you can find them in the wild, but they're actually in mexico they are cultivated they are a little bit salty mm-hmm. they are they are called romeritos in spanish because they their leaves are similar To rosemary, that Mm -hmm. in Spanish is romero, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they are the leaves are uh, the romelitos are very tender, and when we cook them, we remove just the leaves and we discard the stems. Mm -hmm. Uh, The way we cook it, it usually is uh, mix it with mole sauce, Mm -hmm. and some people add potatoes, and other people add some patties that are made with dry shrimp that is ground, and then. Uh, you make a powder with that uh, dry shrimp and add it to a batter of eggs. Just eggs that you that you mix until you beat them until they have kind of like a, a meringue texture. Well, mm-hmm. before meringue, and then you add the the ground shrimp, and then you make patties. You fry them and mm-hmm. add them to that mixture. It sounds really weird the presentation doesn't look like too appealing. To <laughs> it's, it's, a no, it's an
0: ugly delicious
1: dish. Uh, <laughs> yes, doesn't <laughs> it doesn't. Because it's molly sauce with potatoes and those patties of uh, dry shrimp that, ma- that we make with a batter of egg that we fry and then we add the romeritos that is this plant that we mix on it and we cook. And some families wouldn't be Christmas in their table if they don't have romeritos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Like yes. my table, like is we don't have like no Navidad sin romeritos. Is like is it even Christmas? And then it's, it's baby potatoes, like new potatoes. Every yeah, day. yeah,
1: they have to be new potatoes. The round ones. Yeah, that you peel them and you you boil them and then you add them. If they are too big, when well, you cut them in half and you add them, but uh, that is something that is just. Comes around Lent season and Christmas time. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. But what you said about you know um, when we eat certain things, in spite of them being available all all year round, it's it's absolutely true. Here in Mexico, like there's been this movement about well there's many things going on but one of the things about uh, la dieta de la milpa the milpa diet that this milpa is this ancient um multi crop system you know when we where in which we grow um corn we grow beans tomatoes chiles uh courgettes uh-huh, all sizes of squashes right and and then we also grow Kelites and kelites are like semi-domesticated plants, so they're not really fully domesticated because they are very resistant and they're seasonal. And some are perennial, like you know they can grow all year round. Uh, and we sort of you know harvest them, and they're super rich in iron. They're super rich in 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 really really important minerals, and that's why they have a very strong uh, sort of taste. No,
1: yeah, very air- 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 earthy. That's I don't know, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 Uh, but it's like, for example, like proslane, yeah. I, I, I every summer, spring and summer, we here at home we eat a lot of proslane in different ways mm-hmm. because I don't plant it, it appears everywhere in my backyard, yeah.
0: yeah. And
1: I just go on, when I there is a lot, I pick it up and I cook it and, and I cook purslane and and even make a salad. I love it in a salad, and but it's very rich in omega six and three. Uh, mm-hmm, who would mm-hmm. say that just a plant that is growing wild and you yeah. can find it sometimes in the sidewalks uh could have so many um good benefits for your health.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I have to confess that when I was a child, I didn't quite love all sorts of quelites Uh because some have a challenging texture like um uh, I'm like you. I'm trying to remember the name now. I just sort of blanked. Um, Guazontle? No, 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 no. Ay, I love Guazontle. No, no, no. Is <laughs> it's, uh, it's this one that you make with pork and, and chard?
1: Berdolada? Uh, no, no, uh, no. no. Acelgas?
0: No. O sea, hmm. you put acelgas and, and pork and it's like a green salsa with tomatillo. And, and then there's these, um, quelite, um alaches, uh, minus oh. the pork in my case. But alaches are very super, super healthy, but they're kind of slimy. So when I was a kid, anyways, I didn't like watercress a lot because I found it a bit, uh, kind of, uh, picante in my mouth, right? Because of the iron. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I didn't like, uh, watercress. Well, I didn't like, um, alaches. I didn't. <laughs> 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 I I ate it because in my house it was like you are going to eat that full stop. So I, I did. Now I love them. I absolutely love them. Uh but yeah, um um uh um I love wasantly. Uh I guess I don't know. Should we sort of start talking about what is how do we live Christmas in Mexico? I mean it is a family thing and when we say a family thing we mean the whole extended 50 100 people get together for christmas
1: <laughs> the great great grandmother the the uncles the great great uncles and the nieces and the nephews and, and and the grandchild and the and the godmother and the godfather and the friends of the nephews and children, so it's it's a big celebration and um it's it's a big thing and every every region in Mexico uh they cook different mm-hmm. and there are so many dishes that some people would think is strange to take that we eat for those special occasions like for example um uh, many people will cook a turkey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for Christmas And we stuff it. I heard a chef say a few weeks ago when, here in the United States, people were talking about Thanksgiving, you know, they Mm -hmm. cook the turkey. And somebody asked him, Can we stuff the turkey with meat? Never. You should never stuff a turkey with meat. And I was like, Oops, Uh hello. We have been doing that for decades. (laughs) Ah. So, a turkey that we make a, a roasted ham. Pork of leg or ham mm-hmm. or shoulder, and um, and we cook it in many different ways. Um, every region will do the spices of the region, and mm-hmm. so that's for some families that's the main dish. But for others, will be just tamales. Yeah, so just- yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We'll we'll get on the tamales. You and I have a thing with. Uh- <laughs> Americans thinking that the only thing with be tamales and then, you know, second, third generation, four or five, fifth generation <laughs> Mexican-Americans who have lost contact with the culture that the poor souls only eat tamales. Let's just say this. I have never had a single tamal for Christmas and I have never been in a Christmas uh, dinner in Mexico where tamales are served. Having said that, we'll go back to yeah, it
1: later. Now that you mention that, uh, in my mom's house, we never had tamales for Christmas or, or no. New Year's. No. No, no. We, we, could, we, could, we could do turkey, we could the pork rolls, um, or oh, my brother sometimes said, let's make a carne asada. <laughs>
0: carne asada.
1: Like, well, yeah, c- just, we, we are in the Gulf of Mexico, and sometimes it's not too cold. So everybody gets a tie around the grill and let's say, let's make a carne asada. But uh, but the, the, that's part of who we are, that, that we made. And a lot of things in the north, I bet they would make a carnesada like a, for New Year's Eve. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. So, like, for example, my mom, she was born in Chilpancingo, Guerrero. And she always says, like, it was an accident. I am poblana. So her uh-huh. family <laughs> was uh, my my granddad was working there, it was like you know he was on up. He worked for um, he worked for Telmex for Telefonos de Mexico. So they were like mm-hmm. literally installing lines and all that, and he was sent there. Anyways, so she she grew up there for a few years. And for instance, in Guerrero, which is in the Pacific Coast, for Christmas they have pozole de Guerrero, which God, is, really is green, and mm-hmm. they even put sardines in the pozole. They never mm-hmm. put cabbage. Never. They put lettuce and they eat it uh, with a lot of aguacate and then some, yeah, it, it, they're called chalupitas and they're not like Mexican chalupas and they're not whatever crap they sell in Taco Bell. These are like like little like tostadas, you know, like crazy. Yeah,
1: they are small tostadas that have mm-hmm. the shape of a cu- cup, like a, yeah. like a cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh that, that's the it's, and they are very interesting because the way you made them is you you kind of make like a tortilla when you when you the dough with the masa mm-hmm. and then some people put it in la, in something that is kind of round like a cup or like mm-hmm. a small bowl just mm-hmm. to give it the shape they're kind of like a round ball shape mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they fry it. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's 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 really cool. When I learn how to do that, like, oh wow, that's so cool! I'm I don't super crazy. Who, who thought about it? And um, it's like it's it's like those uh, fritos that they sell in the store in uh, the chip section that they call scoops. Oh, they, yeah, yeah. They, they sell it to eat guacamole or salsa but this one is like round like a small tostadita like a small mm-hmm. corn uh, bowl that you fry but it's yeah, a small yeah. it's, it's like about 4 inches 3-4 three, three, inches because they yeah, are
0: yeah, tiny yeah yeah, yeah yeah you get like a you know a but that's interesting
1: because I didn't know that they serve the pozole verde with uh, with those tostadas and with sardines the, with the, 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 the chalupitas and sardines mm-hmm. And yeah.
0: mezcal because Guerrero, you know, they yeah. they uh, make a lot of mezcal. So that's like Christmas. That's like a Christmas staple. Just mm-hmm. like in Jalisco, in certain parts of Jalisco, anyways, which is also in the Pacific uh, um, coast, except sort of to the left. Um, they also have pozole, uh, pozole rojo, Oh white, um,
1: pozole. Too. Or, or, or
0: pozole blanco. Uh-huh. Uh, with pork or chicken, but not with fish, mm. which is very interesting. Yeah, what's well. so really interesting
1: about the white pozole in, in, like, for example, in Guadalajara, in some uh, senadurias or places, mm-hmm. specialty places, just to say the local food, that they did you order a pozole and they're gonna bring you a white pozole, meaning that it's gonna be well seasoning, but it doesn't have any color, and they bring you the red salsa mm-hmm. uh, that you are gonna add. But that's a very spicy salsa. Yes. Yeah, I made the mistake the first time that I grabbed the whole thing, like, okay, and I put it in like, a, oh, my God. And I really like spicy, food, very spicy, but that was spicy. So uh, that, that's a very interesting kind of pozole, white pozole. And it's white pozole for some people that are afraid to get into the task to cook pozole is not that complicated to make a no. pozole. If no. you don't want to make red pozole or, or green pozole, if you make white pozole, but you season it very well with herbs, with a lot of garlic and onion, and you have, uh, you can add chicken or you can make it with pork. Uh, it's a really good soup. The the white pozole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my mom is watering. <laughs> I, I
0: know, I know, and you know pozole, uh, white pozole for instance as far as i remember uh, is traditionally also made with a, a whole pork's head
1: mm mm-hmm. and that would give it a lot of flavor because it's very fatty it yeah. doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you have to eat the, all the fat because if you let it rest for a little while to cool off just when all the the fat comes to the surface you just remove that fat but all mm-hmm. the flavor is in the broth
0: yeah 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 exactly and for people who are wondering like, oh, maybe I should make pozole for, for Christmas. I mean, you have several options because you can buy this tinned, uh, ho- cooked hominy because it's a special type of corn. It's not your average corn, like, mm. you know, the one you make on the cob, eat on the cob. It, this is um, maiz cacao, simple.
1: Yeah, hominy that is very easily, readily available in supermarkets in a can.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or vacuumed. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, and some vacuum seal bags. But here yeah. in the states, I haven't seen it in a vacuum seal bag. Usually, it's uh, in cans, right? In things right. like that in, in in Europe. But uh, just just rinse it and put it in the broth and let it absorb all the flavors. And mm-hmm. this a really complete soup. If you add all radishes and you add lettuce, mm-hmm. o- mm-hmm.
0: oregano and oh, yeah.
1: chilitos. Uh, crotch crotch, pekin pepper, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah,ito,
0: and and like you were right, like even even for us Mexicans, our own food traditions, uh like you know, the Christmas sort of menu can be a bit divisive, like there's mm-hmm. people who I know people from the north of Mexico who would never eat romeritos, oh yeah, and and I know people. Also that would never eat something that I know your husband loves and my dad absolutely adores, which is bacalao a la visca. Oh yeah, I
1: do. I've been craving a a sandwich, a torta de bacalao. I was like, okay, I'm going to go get a little piece of dry cod just to make a torta de bacalao. And, but but in in the north it's not very popular, but in the in the coast of Mexico, most of the coast of Mexico, both sides, uh the Pacific and, and the Gulf of Mexico, uh Bacalao is, is very loved. In central Mexico, Mexico City, and in the south too. In the north not so much, but mm-hmm. in, in the south people love it, like in Yucatán, mm-hmm. in Quintana Roo, Veracruz, Veracruz, I mean it's like uh and people look forward to the leftover the next day because you oh, yeah. have to have leftover you have to make enough to have leftover because it's gonna taste better, and yeah. then we'll we'll really like to eat it with a crusty bolillo as we call mm-hmm. our Very small cool. French roll, a crusty bolillo, and then we open it and then we stuff it with that bacalao so um. Uh, Oh my God! I'm gonna be really hungry when I finish. talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, and there's a reason why these different sort of traditions evolved the way they did. Because, mm-hmm. you, I mean, when we talk about Christmas in Mexico, we have to bear in mind that Christmas, meaning Christianity, is something that didn't exist in in Mesoamerica. Mm-hmm. It is something that came with the conquest of Mexico. So, because it was brought in by Spaniards, So part of the traditions of settler colonialism was, you know, like bringing and, and sort of installing the whole system of beliefs. And in their case, well, it was Christianity. But not all Spanish people came from the same place. And exactly. Spain is a very, very big nation with very many different climates and their own culinary traditions. By region. So when they came and they sort of started spreading all over Mexico, well, they started doing first what was traditional back in their hometowns, wherever they were from, and also the influence
1: from all around them.
0: Exactly. And whatever was available there. And Mm -hmm. then we trade. I mean, the reason why, for example, Bacalao a la Vizcaína, which actually comes from this very, very uh, Portuguese um salty fish dishes and stews that are cooked for a long long time and very heavily seasoned sort of to to uh, to mask
1: the flavor of the salt, the fish of the saltiness yes uh
0: yes i i was i try i was trying to <laughs> to say it in a nice way but yes uh you know um and to make it you know to make it also go um longer and you know to feed more people they added potatoes and stuff like that so there's many ways to prepare bacalala la viscaina oh, yes. like um mm-hmm. like here yes. in Puebla uh we put a lot of well we buy salted cod uh from Norway because hashtag mm-hmm. Mexican traditions <laughs> <laughs> so we we get a cod from Norway and then we soak it in water cold water Overnight and then then you we...
1: rinse it several times so you can get rid of the saltiness and you can soften because it's really hard.
0: Yes, yes. And mm. then and then you pull it, you pull it, right?
1: Yeah. And then you cook, you cook it with onions and garlic and maybe it's depending on what region. My mom always had a bay leaves and mm-hmm. then um, and then you you let it cool and then you shred it, finally shred it and then you. But there are two ways that I know how to make it I'm very sure that in the Yucatan they add their own spices but the traditional way that I'm more aware of is the Mm -hmm. one that has tomatoes it has olives it has capers uh, some people will add um, raisins Uh Um, my mom um, adds
0: uh, almonds
1: almonds yeah my husband likes with almonds Mm -hmm. And, um, and some people i i don't haven't seen so much will add like new potatoes, maybe just to mm-hmm. make it more to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. like so yeah. you can feed more people yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and then there is another one that i I know from Veracruz that in Veracruz they add dry peppers like the ancho or guajillo pepper, so ah. it's a, it has a different color and, oh. uh, and a little, a slightly different taste, not too much, but it changed a little bit. And because in the one that is most traditional, we use the guero peppers that are traditional from yeah. the south yeah, of Mexico. Yeah, yeah. uh, mm. It's hard to find some. So, like here in these days, I, I buy banana peppers because yeah. they come with. Uh, and there is another one that I don't remember, and I come from Italy uh, because you don't find the very skinny, long, blonde, mm-hmm. banana, yellow uh, guero peppers in, that we can find in Mexico that are sold in a yard. Uh, but that one is uh, that one is a dark red, that And I don't know if, if in in the Yucatan, like you know, they really like to add uh, chote to so many of their dishes. I don't know. And I wouldn't be surprised if somebody has a little tiny pinch of chote to their bacalao. To the bacalao, <laughs> I
0: have <laughs> never seen that. And yeah, and I have. Now never I'm seen curious. That, that,
1: but I I have never seen, but I wouldn't be surprised if somebody do it. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it would be natural. With, yeah. Because it's like with going back to the roasted pork or leg or shoulder of of, mm-hmm. of uh, mm-hmm. they make it, they bake it and they roast it, uh, and it's red. Yeah. Be, with the seasoning uh, because right, they, right, because right. they are ashte, yeah. and. In central Mexico, you make your roasted pork or leg. With or, pineapple. No, no, or with adobada that we yeah, put in adobo. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is with dried peppers. So we make a sauce with guajillo, ancho peppers. Some people would add pasilla, uh, vinegar. And then we marinate the pork leg one, the, one day before. And then we cook it with that uh, sauce. And those that is a different red. Uh, yeah,
0: it's dark and leg. deep.
1: And then there is the pineapple one that you were mentioning yeah. so that we that we make with uh some people make with sidra, that mm-hmm. is an apple cider mm-hmm. and some people make it with white wine and mm-hmm. uh, at home and some husband, and
0: some even make Coca Cola. I mean, oh
1: no, crazy! No, yeah. oh I, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't oh, know yeah. that. Yeah, the one that, <laughs> that, that my husband for the. My husband doesn't cook too much, but when he cooks, he cooks in the big celebrations. And okay. this is one of his things. So what he does is that he make a, like a marinated carrot sauce with a white wine, garlic, onion, oregano, and okay. that makes um, marinate the the meat, but he also injects that into the okay. meat so it has more flavor. And... Um, and then there is the one that is with pineapple juice and people yep. decorate it with uh, uh, pineapple rings and they put cherries and yep. then put some uh, sugar or yeah. brown sugar to make it really golden and crispy and juicy. Uh, one of the things that I have noticed in the menus is that we like to mix a lot of sweet and salty. Yes,
0: yes, we absolutely do. And you will find that yeah, it's absolutely right. Especially... It's- Festive dishes,
1: yes. That we—it's um, like uh, the bacalao that some people add raisins, the stuffing, the stuffing for for the turkey that we like to make our turkey, and we sweet. stuff it yeah. with yeah. meat, and the meat uh, is pork and ground beef, and then we add ham or bacon. But some people, are, and my husband, likes to add raisins and maybe chopped mm-hmm. apple, and um, so that's the sweet part in a dish that is supposed to be savory or salty and, yeah, yeah. and we really like that combinations and if we go to the salads we we, yes. to the, we have apple salad and we have um uh, what is your what is your favorite what is your favorite christmas salad uh apple salad I believe that when I was pregnant, that was my cream apple salad. How do that- you make it?
0: Because there's so many, like mine has, it has to be golden delicious. Oh, yeah. That's to be uh, cherries. Golden delicious. cherries, but you know, the, the cherries uh, that the are preserved. Yes, yes, yes. But the ones that taste like, like um, radioactive uh, syrup, <laughs> I love
1: those. <laughs> and uh, celery. Yeah, celery uh pecans 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 yeah
0: cream but double cream so it's nice oh, and thick okay and uh grated carrots raisins ra- raisins yes
1: yeah. and
0: if you're really decadent baby marshmallows
1: oh yeah i know some people because there are uh, is they uh, that's like kind of like a crossover because there is another uh christmas dish that is, is also, I think it's very American or an influence of the United States, that they put pineapple, cherries, yeah. and coconut, it's like oh, a dessert, it's like a dessert, and they put a lot of marshmallows, and, and then there was this, the, the apple salad that we were talking about, it mm-hmm. resembles more the famous Waldorf salad. Yeah, yeah, Just it's a little bit like it, that. Without yeah. the lettuce. We yep. just use the lettuce to put it on top of it like a decoration, like <laughs> and then an we artist. and then we're like, yeah, 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 <laughs> take <laughs> yeah. it away, <laughs> yeah, take it away. But it, the now with the marshmallows, it's it kind of like a, the marshmallows they cross over to the to the wilder salad, and a lot of people <laughs> add a small marshmallows to the apple salad,
2: mm-hmm. and uh,
1: so I, I I make it without the marshmallows and without the uh the cherries. Uh, oh, right. and, and then I like to add um, cream or mm-hmm. heavy cream with a little bit of um, uh, yogurt, plain yogurt, just to make it a little bit sour taste. Okay. Just to have a little bit of that. Sour just so you taste. feel healthy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And people think it's healthy because <laughs> hello, <laughs> we have apples, pecans. We, we and some. People, do you know what other things people add. Grapes, green grapes, oh, mostly. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's Although true. you can find it with, with, uh, with red grapes. But Some people add, add grapes. And there is another that is just grapes with pecans and mm-hmm. then they add cream and they, they add yogurt and people maybe add a little bit of mayo and, and celery. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. The, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I love
0: mayonnaise. Like, I really like it, but not in that salad.
1: And then we have the one salad that, it's kind of losing his 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 space in the I, traditional I think I,
0: I think I know what you mean and that the is my has, favorite.
1: The one that has betabel I, I, oh, I forgot. beetroot. That is my favorite beets. salad in the, the, the world. The, the one that had beets, it has roasted peanuts, it yep. has orange yep. uh, and that jicama. One is, uh, that one is healthy. That one is really healthy and so refreshing. It is.
0: It is. Yeah, I love because,
1: it. I love it because that one has hikama that has the the beets that you you cook and then you slice it, and then they have the crunchiness of the peanuts, and then some people, not everybody, some people with a, a little bit of a celery, but it's not very common or not very uh, traditional. Nah. But that's a very uh, healthy. Yeah, because we yeah. just add uh, some um, lime juice, a little bit, and some people add a drizzle of olive oil. I put orange, orange
0: juice. Orange or a bit a of sugar. Bit, mm-hmm,
1: yeah. And olive oil or table or cooking oil, whatever you uh, want. No, but I, some I people skip the oil. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's still it's healthy, but it's still they have the sweetness of the beets. That's what yeah. I, where I come And to the textures,
0: life. all the textures, and it's fresh. You put it, you chill it, you put it yeah. in the fridge. So it's mm-hmm. really, really, really cold. Oh my God, I love it. And then you drink the,
1: the juice, the juguito. Oh yeah, oh, oh my gosh. God,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part.
2: Yeah. That's the best
1: part of the juice because all the all the, the sourness and sweetness of the orange and, and the beets. And one of the things is that it gets a little bit messy. You let it sit for longer because the beets yeah. start releasing their color and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. color permeates to the whole salad. But... Yeah. It's really good. I, I hope people try it and, and see how refreshing, tasty, and crunchy, and soft at the same time. All those flavors in your mind is really good. I don't I know who that. came out with that recipe, but it's a very old know. recipe because even in the book from the 1930s and 1940s, mm-hmm. uh, you, you find that recipe. They, and they call it Christmas salad. That was that was the Christmas salad. I mean, Nowadays, if you ask someone in Mexico, what is a Christmas salad? They, they, they would say the apple salad. Apple salad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. But yeah, ma,
0: Yeah, it's very curious because, for example, peanuts are from uh, South America. Hicamas mm. were uh, domesticated here in Mexico. Beetroot obviously came from Europe and oranges also were introduced by Spaniards uh here although they're not native to Spain uh, but because it's a kind of almost raw salad i mean like, apart from the beetroot that you have to boil it's kind of a raw salad so it makes sense that it's uh, old
1: yeah yeah but I, I i don't know if it's because it has beets uh that the new generations are not too fond of it but uh... It's really tasty.
0: I, I, I Yeah, I hope people try it. I really, really, really like it. We
1: have to make um, a moment to bring it back. <laughs> we had to, to promote it to bring it I back. Know, so I know, I know. Hashtag so bring beetroot
0: salad back. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Those are the salads. The, the apple salad, the marshmallow salad, the grape salad, and the beet salad. And then if we move to the other sizes, people were very surprised to find out that we eat pasta. A lot of people. Oh yeah, a pasta dish, baked um, baked macaron,
0: <laughs> but like the long one, not the little ones. Oh my yeah. god! Yes, yeah. it has to be a big, big tray.
1: Mm, yeah, we eat different types of pastas, In every region is very surprising. Yeah, yeah, that they will eat uh, canelones, the, uh, the, the elbow macaroni mm. in in um in Yucatan, they eat a soup. With a uh, penne pasta, the shade mm-hmm. of the penne pasta, yeah, 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 yeah. and they make a soup. And um, because they make it with the broth of the turkey, because they cook turkey christmas oh. uh, So that's very interesting because when they make um, turkey, a lot of people pre-cook the turkey in in a pot with water, yeah. like boiling a chicken. Yeah, they yeah, pre- yeah. pre-cook the the turkey and then they get it out of the pot. And then they put some seasonings, including achote that some mm-hmm. add to to put it into roasted in the oven. But that broth, where they cooked uh, turkey, they use it to make a soup. Uh, oh. that, that with where a soup that is with um, the pasta shape is kind of like penne pasta. It's called plumilla. Is that plumilla mm-hmm. pasta? Is penne pasta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plumilla. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they they eat that soup. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, but they eat it like a soup. But in, in other regions, we really want to have our dinner with our elbow macaroni side dish. Yeah. Or, include, or,
0: or spaghetti.
1: Or spaghetti. And people love the green spaghetti that is made with roasted poblanos and cream. And uh, other things, it, it includes onion and, and garlic. But that's one of the most popular nowadays. Uh, I'm surprised how dishes uh, are trendy. Um, At twenty, and then disappear, and then they come back mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. right now you people people ask them what is the pasta dish that you're gonna make for Christmas, and they are gonna say, "Ah, we're gonna make spaghetti verde," meaning the 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 pasta that is usually is is a spaghetti with poblano uh, sauce. But people, some people, will make it with tomato, uh, yeah, with with tomato, and and then there is the elbow macaroni. It usually is made. uh, Cold. Just just cook them the, the yeah, oven macaroni. You add cream. Yeah. People mm-hmm. add mayo. Oh, that's true. Add, and and cube, get, cubes of ham. Cubes of ham. Some people add cubes of uh cheddar cheese that we mm-hmm. call queso amarillo. Uh mm-hmm. or, and other people even add other things now. I they die like pecans, chopped pecans. Oh, I haven't had that one. Yeah, and, and then I guess they get this chopped pineapple. No, yeah, no. Little little pieces of pineapple. So that's the cold version. And then we have the warm version that is very similar to the American macaroni and cheese. But we add uh, roasted uh, marrones, green bell peppers. Right. Yeah, and 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 it's not that we are actually roasting every green bell pepper. We just go mm-hmm. to the store and buy the jar because yeah, it's very yeah, popular in yeah. Mexico. We buy the jar, we drain it, and put it in the blender with uh, with uh, American cheese that is similar to cheddar cheese, cream, uh, cream or milk, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then we we make a sauce and we add it to the cooked elbow macaroni. I mean, uh, I I can
0: hear the. the screams of Italian grandmothers but you no, know what
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> i mean that's 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 that's, that, that's it deal with especially it especially when they add pineapple <laughs> i know i know but like here in puebla i mean i love green uh uh spaghetti and whatever uh but i think it's far more traditional red uh bread baked spaghetti uh with grated cheese on top but you know what kind of cheese um um cotija, which is very salty, okay. mm-hmm. so we we put and also crumble it, so okay. you have like okay. little lumps, yeah. mm-hmm. and and then curly parsley, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and and we bake it, so it's kind of dry. Uh Lasagna we make uh, oh, for Christmas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Canelones, you know that. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's very elaborate. Like poblano dinners are tend to be very formal. Actually. Yeah,
1: all these uh, dishes uh, that that now they make like a like, cold macaroni soups, those are like from the they start getting popular. I I think like around the fifties,
2: mm-hmm. maybe
1: no, I don't think they maybe before a little bit, but nowadays people prefer to eat those kind of things that they don't have too many uh, relation with. Uh, Traditional Mexican food because people will feel like more Americanized. But that's because of the influence that we have been a neighbor to the United States and also the convenience. A lot of people try to cook things that are convenient and that are easy for them to make.
0: I'll tell you what my grandma Rebecca would say those are huebonadas. I mean, (laughs) that's for lazy people. Come on. I mean, make an effort. Christmas is once a year. And, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but I was just thinking, like, what you said earlier about uh, you know, what is lost, the traditions that get mm-hmm. lost. Um, here in Puebla, because we're so close to Veracruz, since the colonial period, we've always had a very intimate relationship with everything that happens in Veracruz. Um, if you listen to my previous episode, you will uh <laughs> find out more about those relationships. But uh it is true that we share a lot. Um and one of the things is that because all the all the trade that came from Spain mm-hmm. that came exactly. via the North Atlantic and entered the Gulf of Mexico Entered to Veracruz and from Veracruz to Puebla and from Puebla to the city of Mexico mm-hmm. and everywhere else. So of course we had like a very first-hand uh, sort of influence with everything Spanish, and that's mm-hmm. why we are so so Hispanicized in many ways in our food still. So yeah, that-
1: your, your, your Puebla uh, has the biggest uh, colony of, of Spaniards
0: yeah 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 even today yeah mm-hmm. and like when I was a child, I remember for Christmas, especially my dad's uh, father who was from Alvarado, Veracruz, uh, we used to have Turron
2: mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like
0: a million types of turrones, uh, soft and crunchy and all sorts um, chestnuts. It was no Christmas without chestnuts. So mm. my granddad used to bake them. Um and then grown-ups uh, will always drink uh uh sherry brandy wow. eggnog because people we are grown-ups rompopé yeah. aka eggnog in Mexico always has alcohol there's no such thing as non-alcoholic eggnog i mean what are you 5 no, no grow up that is an entry alcoholic drink for mexicans what was your first drink in Mexico? Your first alcoholic drink?
1: When uh, I was like seven years old, there was, uh, well, you know, in Mexico the Catholic tradition of the rosaries. When somebody yeah. die and they make them the night days that they pray. So after the the older the, the, the people finish the rosary, they will pass around the coffee mm-hmm. plus a tray with the small glasses where they serve you sherry. And I was there just, I was there, I was there just for the cherry. <laughs> of course you were. I don't, I don't know what they were saying, what they were praying. Who but died? I but, but I knew that if I stay all the way until the end, I will receive a little cup of cherry. And so up, up to today, I always have a bottle of, of and then and then i get a little cup and i drink my cherry and i even have one that is like the ones that they used to give you in mexico that resembles a cup with a handle like the little tiny and and i was like oh i remember when i was a shower they gave me cherry and but and we didn't see it like something bad um for christmas uh, always in Christmas, my my dad will buy the the apple cider from Puebla that he has on alcohol, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and also
1: yeah. the eggnog, the rompope, and we knew that we would get that. All the children yeah. we were gonna sip of, of that, and yeah. we didn't think yeah. that we would get drunk or anything, or the police would come and get you. No, so my parents- in fact,
0: in fact, like also when I was a child, it was like, well, this is the rompope para los niños, huh? rompopito yeah. for the kids. Yeah, because uh,
1: it's creamy and sweet. <laughs>
0: exactly. And it gets you drunk so fast and it's so <laughs> nice. And But you mentioned cider. And of course, my heart just jumps with joy because yeah. uh, we have in the northern Sierra of, of Puebla hundreds of orchards of, of apples. And Puebla was one of the first regions in um, uh, starting this industry here in the new world, you know, quote unquote, Uh, of of craft cider from the north of Spain, you know, with this tradition from Asturias. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if people are aware uh, that here in Mexico, for Christmas and New Year's Eve, I mean, Mm -hmm. we drink everything and anything before and after. But when it's like midnight, we toast with cider. Like that is the most Mexican thing you can ever imagine. Like, you know, you get your big... A uh, cup of cider, and bully, if, it's,
2: bully, cold.
0: <laughs> if it's if it's Christmas, then you have to you know toast and then hug absolutely everyone, even the chairs. Like you hug everyone, <laughs> <laughs> and then if yeah. it's New Year's Eve, you drink and also you stuff your mouth with your twelve grapes, don't you?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with the tray. I'd... At the ring of the bell, every time the bell rings, you you eat a, a grape, red
0: yeah. or or yeah, or like, green.
1: Like but then talking about drinks, uh, in las posadas we have the ponche, mm-hmm. uh, we have the the champurrado. That are the mm-hmm. cold drinks. The, excuse me, the hot drinks that people offer to the attendees or the guests when they have a posada, and. Um, Arroz con leche. Um, yeah, and um, ponche is one of the most seasonal things that you will find in around this time because you can make champurrado all year round, but you cannot make ponche uh, no. like in August because you are not going to find all the ingredients.
0: No. Like the hawthorns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the hawthorn apples, which are an absolute, you know, deliciousness, and yeah. T- and that is that is another thing that it changes so much between regions in Mexico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, some people are uh, tamarind,
1: pineapple. Oh, I didn't know people like pineapple. But oh, yeah, sense. it makes sense. If they if they can find like the tamarind or the hibiscus. Uh, one of the things with the with the tejocotes that are similar to. I will say they are similar to crab apples because of the shape and the size. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't actually eat it raw. We only no. eat it cooked in the ponche. Or some people, They I know that, that there are some places in the state of Mexico that make some kind of liquor, but usually they also make candy. They make yeah. dulce. Yeah, we preserve filoncillo. them. We preserve
0: them here yeah, in the we'll
1: yeah. uh, But talking about adding them to the ponche, some people peel them. I always them, yes. And pill them, and other people don't, and uh, I think we have an argument about that sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a while yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't as much of an
0: argument. It was like no, some was people like, do it right, and some people it do it wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> these is... the two of us are right <laughs> okay. always, mainly always. So this is the thing, people. If you see a post on Instagram or any blog that says like, oh my God, I'm going to make my Mexican ponche. And he has unpeeled <laughs> the jocotes. They don't know jack about bleep. I mean, no, that is a no, no, no That no. Will
1: be me. That would be me because I don't peel it. Well, peel them because my, my mm. abuela will
0: say, you know what she will say. And uh, no, we, we always peel it. And then there is an art in peeling it because you have to sort of simmer it, them in yeah. hot boiling mm-hmm. water so they sort of loosen. And then when you peel it, you begin from the bottom because... And very
1: carefully, don't remove any if of you this. Pinch it, it, just pinch. Yes,
0: because mm-hmm. tejocotes pellizcados or pinched uh, tejocotes <laughs> are the worst... They thing. don't look nice. No, and it's just horrible. So they, they, need, look nice. they need to be soft and... and yeah um so peel your tejocotes people and they okay we haven't even said what what punch fruit has so okay i'll talk about my recipe it has sugarcane it has uh tejocote obviously it has prunes it has raisins uh Mm -hmm. i like it with apple my mom is not a fan of apple i'm like deal with it i like apple uh guava it has to have, huh? and yeah. depending, sometimes I like to flambe the pot where I'm making, um, the, the with
1: with, with, uh, with rum or with aguardiente.
0: Oh, or whatever, with... actually, yeah. I mean, usually rum, but you know, it can be whatever. So I just like you know, put some a splash, and then you just lit it and right, mm. and and piloncillo. Cinema, cinema.
1: Cinnamon. Cinnamon.
0: Um Piloncillo mm. is like chicory. Well, it is chicory. And well then water. And then you just boil it and boil it and boil it and boil it. And then and the whole house is so. Oh marvelous. my god, yeah. It just is yeah. Christmas. It's yeah. Christmas, right?
1: Yeah. 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 That's that's what we that that just your recipes kind of the same, like my I use the same thing. Uh sometimes I add hibiscus flour and sometimes I add um. Tamarind. Uh, tamarind and sometimes i have both um uh, one of the things that we used to do with, in the last couple of years i I have stopped doing it but as soon as it start getting close to uh christmas like two weeks we always have a pot simmering with pil- uh, punchy we love to drink punchy just like like it's a tea and yeah. it and, and it has yeah. well
0: going back to the beginning to talk to eating seasonally and what you know nature provides if you if you drink ponche in this season you will get all the vitamins and all the nutrients that your body will need to survive the cold months and you know it will it will improve your your immune system it's this super loaded you know uh, vitamin C, vitamin D. It's just, it, your nature is amazing. and
1: uh, Yeah, because you, you start with a huge pot and then you fill it with water, add cinnamon, add the, the piloncillo, and then uh, let it simmer until the, the, the piloncillo melts. And then you start adding the the tamarind that it has a lot of vitamin C. Mm-hmm. The guava has a lot of vitamin C. You mm-hmm. have more vitamin C than orange and lemons. Yeah. And apples, some people add, even at purse. And then the tejocote, um, the prunes mm-hmm. and the raisins. Um, I like to add a lot of the fruits in a big, big um, clay uh, cup. Mm-hmm. And then drink all the ponche. And then at the end I eat all the, all the, all the fruit, fruit. With, with, a, with a spoon and, um, and, and and sometimes I just refill the pot put more water and keep adding fruit and keep adding cinnamon and uh, it lasts for days and I hope people try it and give it to their guests especially this year that is colder than usual yeah and uh, because it's a very welcoming. Uh, drink, and it's different, and it tastes delicious. Super healthy uh, it, for people that have never tried it. It will be something different to offer than cafe, than coffee, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, than than coffee. Of course, if you want to, uh, you, add, I, add a little splash of rum yeah, yeah, yeah. For, or tequila. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, so it will that, taste even better.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's uh. With a kick to, to keep people warm that you know during the posadas and posadas are these uh, you know the 12 days of Christmas before Christmas Day uh, here in Mexico traditionally we throw fiestas in, in which we reenact um, the passage of the Holy Family seeking refuge uh, when the uh, virgin is about to give birth. And then, you know, usually either there's um, a yeah, little tray with, with a, a holy family, like in little statues, or children dress up as, as uh, mm-hmm. the holy family. Um,
1: and, like Joseph and Mary. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah,
0: and, and the donkeys. There's lots of donkeys. So, yeah, always. <laughs> there's more donkeys than anything else. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, after we reenact all that, uh, and then we let the pilgrims in the house, and everybody yeah sings. And you can listen to previous episodes of the podcast where I just talk about that. Explain. Um, and then, but then we break piñatas, and it's always these uh, star point piñatas, the traditional ones, not the American donkey made up crappy thing. No, 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 proper real piñatas, star five, you know, five star star points. Um, or traditionally, it's the seventh, actually, at the seven points uh, because of the seven scenes. And then, you know, it was, all of this was introduced in the colonial period as a method of uh, sort of teaching people uh, the God spell and sort of creating this metaphor as, you know, if you defeat all these temptations, you'll be rewarded. And then all the sweeties, you know, fruit and what have you, will come out of the piñata. And that evolved into what we have now. So no, we don't break piñatas every given opportunity. We save it for very special occasions, traditions just for Christmas and birthdays. And, um, and,
1: and then... the stuffing that goes inside oh, in yeah. those piñatas is also seasonal because yes. we add a small, small apples that mm-hmm. are still in season. We add uh, tangerines. Yeah. We add peanuts. We add uh, some people used to add a small hikamas, yeah, but baby hikamas, yeah, it's sugar, cane,
0: uh, sugar cane, little sugarcane. cane,
1: uh. yeah. So you you have to be watchful when you you break the pinata <laughs> they are not gonna fall in your head and kill you. <laughs> uh, but uh, those those are the fruits that are on season mm-hmm. in the, in this time of the year, and those little candies that are. Round that have a ch- shape like X that are in a light color. I don't remember. Some are with some have an almond inside and they are have like a pink. They're or, they're called uh, colación, the, uh, but I, I'm trying to think of the name in English because I don't know there if there's the name similar. in English.
0: So there it's like candied,
1: it's candied peel. So it's like little
0: bits of um orange peel. Uh, like the skin of the orange and almonds as well, and peanuts, and they are coated in sugar many 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 times in like this kind of um syrup, so it hardens and they dip them like hundreds and hundreds of times, and then they color them in a in a you know pink white yellow pasta whatever colours. yes, yeah,
1: and it's so you cool.
0: when you put in your mouth and, you know, start sort of sucking it, it takes forever to to melt. Yeah. So you, you always end up biting through it. These are old-fashioned sweets. I, I love colacion. I think,
1: yeah. Will they come? I think they will come from Spain. They came from
0: Spain because yeah. uh, in Muslim tradition, uh, which, of course, they ate a lot of citrus fruits, and they were the ones who introduced sugar cane into Spain, uh, they they used to candy this pill so this is something that uh is as mexican as uh it can get because it's muslim so thank you uh, <laughs> muslim people for that and you were saying about the sweet things uh you know s- things that are savory and that are su- um sweet that we like in mexico and mm. that also comes from Muslim uh, and Middle Eastern traditions so, of, because you know these were people that lived in the desert, and they they mm. dried meat very often, so they had to reconstitute it and and cook it in stews for such a long time, and they added dried fruits and nuts, uh-huh. and they will okay. eat, like in a tagine, yes, and they will just like with the cod and certain spices Mm -hmm. in this case they will sweeten it with dried Mm -hmm. fruit and as it cooked it released the, the sweet flavor and it ended up very tender and that is what spaniards learned from them but also in medieval europe when all the silk roots started bringing spices uh the diet changed, and many festive dishes changed because for them wealth was associated to the ability to buy these Dried fruits and spices. And spices. So, for in for instance, uh, mean spice in England, which I don't need, mm-hmm. I don't really know if they are popular in America in the US. Uh, no. So, mince pies is um, mixed dried fruit and candied. I'm uh, sorry, and um, orange peel and uh, lime and lemon peel.
1: Well, they they make something like a fruit cake for. For Christmas, but it's not very common nowadays to make it. Right. Uh, you add all the all the dried fruits and the yeah. You make a very that is medieval. Uh, that is absolutely yeah. medieval. A, a very spice cake, and then yep. people soak it sometimes in wine, and mm-hmm. and then later, like, um, I won't say I wouldn't say like marinade, but it's kind of like that for several days or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, some weeks. Oh, yeah yeah. Yep. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So the it's, it's a flavor is very rich, strong. Yes. Yes.
0: yes. Yes, fruit cakes and, and Christmas pudding and all that. They all come from these old traditions. So in Mexico, uh, we also sort of inherited this uh, combination of sweet and savory. So that is how we codify flavors. For us, savory mm-hmm. has to be balanced with sweetness. Yeah.
1: yeah, we don't need a spicy in Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't need a spicy. Food. No, not that then, then, much. No, no. And then we have the champurrado that, that a lot of people like, especially because it's a very fortifying drink and uh, it's a rich because it has the chocolate. uh Masa. but Yeah, the, the corn. Although nowadays many people prefer to buy the commercial... Uh, oh, the the
0: cornstarch ready-made mix. No? The
1: cornstarch ready-made mix. And it's surprising. One time somebody... A long time ago, somebody sent me an email saying, "That's no atole." I didn't know the atoles were made with masa, with corn masa. My mom always made it with a uh, corn starch. Corn starch. Like, well, yeah, but people still make it with corn masa, especially in the in the in the rural areas. That's that's for some of them is the breakfast.
2: Yeah, it's
1: just to make a just to make a drink with with corn masa. But that's another thing, and and people don't make it very often. We just make it uh, for, for Christmas, for Las Posadas, for La Rosca de Reyes.
0: Yes. And, um,
1: and sometimes when you are cold, but it's not something that we drink every day. No.
0: Well, if you're a, a student like I am, so in, in good Spanish, that's an estudiante because we're always short of money. So even if
1: well, you are, you <laughs> live in Puebla. Puebla has a a a, a, a cold weather um, most of the year. So but it's also super weather...
0: cheap. I mean, it's if it's cold and it's you know it's uh, you're on the on the run. You know you're you're running from you know one place to another. You get off the bus, so and and then you get a torta de tamal, and you're
1: champurrado... <laughs> You are good to go for the whole day. You don't need I to know. eat anything else. Eh? You <laughs> don't need to eat anything There's
0: your, your 3,000 calories for the day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have some leftover for the next day. <laughs> for, for the next day. And, yeah, and... and the... I
0: don't I know, we you were like... <laughs> uh, no, desserts, mama. Uh, we're forgetting buñuelos. Mm-hmm. Super important. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, here in Puebla, um, also, uh, polvorones, which I, I bought you. Well, I, I, yeah, I did buy you some, didn't I? Polvorones Sevillano.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's it's a lot of people, a lot of people make like, especially in the north of Mexico, I see that they are more, um, uh, found to cookies, like, uh, uh, these cookies that, that they call uh, pecan cookies or right. in, in here in the United States they call it uh, wedding cookies oh, but yeah. then we also have the ones that are made with pecans that are dusted with uh, confection yeah, sugar so, yeah icing sugar Yes.
0: by the way I've never been to a Mexican it. wedding where they serve those cookies
1: yeah I don't know what they call that i never went to a with this where no. they serve those weddings those, those, excuse me, those cookies, and um, and there is the uh, there are some that in some areas they call for that they make it in like shape of like star or round, and and in Nuevo Leon they call it like hojarascas, and hojarasca right. um, is like the dry leaves in the fall season when all the mm-hmm. leaves fall down and all when you step on the lips they crack, they make a crunchy sound.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we call those lips ojarascas. And I think the name come they related to the one that when you give a bite to the cookie, you you hear the crown, the the, the crunchy crunch. <laughs> in it, but it dissolves in your mouth. Kinda like the lips when you step on it, it make a sound and then they break in a little pieces. So it's the same that happened with, with the with the Oaxaca, that thing is so influenced in the northern, in the northern area of Mexico, in the border, and also in the American size. They make it in this uh, uh-huh. also uh, around Christmas, uh, Christmas time. And um, but I think the most traditional one is los buñuelos, the buñuelos, buñuelos. the huge, the los all, Rodilla, the, well, the, all the, of them. Yeah, because in, in the south of Mexico and in the Gulf of Mexico, they make buñuelos with sweet potato. That is, uh, yeah, they cook, the, potato. They, they, they cook this, the sweet potato, they mash it, and then they make, like, a batter.
2: Mm-hmm. And then, they,
1: they like, with a spoon, they grab a little bit scoop of the batter, and then they fry mm-hmm. it, they, they fry it. Yep. And there are other regions, like, I don't know if they still make it, like, in Tabasco. Yuca, yuca, uh-huh.
0: or even potato,
1: yeah. And um, uh, but the round ones that are the most popular, and then the the the, the fritters that we call the viento, the one that yeah. use the mold, the molded the one ones, yeah. The molded ones they they have become very popular lately because I of love the those. internet, yeah. yeah. We, it's, but they are too dangerous. Because once you eat one, you can stop. You can't stop. <laughs> tell you because when we do it, I my my son is the expert in make it when we lose the he's really good with the iron and to hit the iron and as soon as one comes out, it disappears. <laughs> it's like you
0: never go And then yeah, and then this- the butter is always too much because it's a very loose butter, like um like to make crepes. Um, yeah. uh-huh. So it goes on yeah. and on and on and on.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're like I want to, go to make it. And but that is you know what? That is a very good uh thing to, to do with children. You just being being very careful. Just being mm-hmm. because you are you are frying in a, a whole hot oil, but uh is and the irons is what they call in Europe rosette. Mm-hmm, the rosette mm-hmm. that you have with the iron uh had different shapes like snowflakes, stars and yeah, so beautiful. children children love that so that's that's a good tradition to make like at least once a year and uh, also uh, some people also nowadays are making it for easter Mm -hmm. and that's something really good to make to make memories for the children yeah because we are losing a lot of traditions
0: yeah get them get i mean the only way to to keep food traditions alive is just to engage young children in the cooking not just the eating but speaking of children um i don't know if people are aware that here in mexico santa has not always been the main bringer of of presents because here in mexico traditionally we send letters to the three wise men so we actually wait until epiphany day on january the 6th to get big big presents but Before that, we write letters to baby Jesus and baby Jesus will bring presents for Christmas. And when I was a kid, uh, my parents, my parents were always like, yeah, they died like a long time ago, the three wise men, obviously, because no one lives forever. So no, they don't exist. We bring you presents, (laughs) but let's pretend that is not the case. And we were like, okay, that's fine and so we we played along uh but we never wrote letters to santa because my parents were like no no that's that's for the states and that's for europe you are in mexico but you know what,
1: mm. uh, but you know what? in the all the northern states of mexico is santa yeah um, and that, that's how i grew up it was santa San, santa Claus was coming and he would bring you the the presents so when i moved to tabasco uh, I was really surprised that the children didn't receive presents in Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. They received presents until January 6th, yeah, yeah. Until when, when, when the three wise men came. So that's when I realized that the country in that part is divided. Children in the north, they receive the child, uh, the, their presents in Christmas Day, and the, the central and south of Mexico is 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 the three wise men. And baby and, Jesus. And some people take a bath and have twice, have sat, have sat the three wise men. So so they they, they celebrate it. And there is a, also the tradition is uh that you the children live absa- outside the house their their shoes. So the three wise men mm-hmm. will leave the presence there. I don't know if they still do it. <laughs>
0: uh i I used to put my shoe, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I'm mean, used to write letters and uh, what else? oh, and uh, so we used to put the nativity, obviously, by the Christmas tree because that's how it goes, and then as Christmas drew near, we used to move the the family uh the the holy family like closer and closer to okay. uh the how do you
1: call it? the pesebre? Oh, it's like a hutch. It's like a yeah. hutch, like a make make chief hutch with a uh where well well actually it was a manger. It right. was when it, yeah. where, where, where the cows and the yeah like like a... where, where they sleep.
0: Like a meal, yeah, like stables yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so yeah, we used to draw the family closer and closer. So Christmas Day, then the presents with baby Jesus will be there. But um, yeah, yeah, I I have not received uh, presents from the three wise men for a long time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, just give it to yourself. I just did <laughs> that last year. <laughs> I, just, yeah, I just gave myself a present that I wanted when I was like nine years old. What when was I, that? What um, was
0: that?
1: I always wanted a supermarket that came. Oh. It, it was a little supermarket with a cash register, the little shopping carts. And then it has some shelves with the, with all the staples that you find, cans and boxes. And then it has fruits,
2: mm-hmm. And
1: even when we had some coins and little bills so you can play that you are paying for the groceries um i remember i wanted that so bad um and i really thought santa would bring me that so i remember waking up very early was still dark and my son my brother and i were picking up through the door and like wow that's my box that's my supermarket and then when morning came out and we went and it opened, it, it was a train set for my brother. <gasps> and it was a big boomer for me. And all my life, I always thought about it. And uh, until last year, I tracked it on eBay and it's And I found it. I oh found my it God. in the box. <laughs> and then what I did is I told this, the, the vendor, could you grab it in a in a Christmas paper? I because it, it will mean a lot to me if you wrap it. a Christmas paper wrapping and she did she said it was in Canada where I found it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she sent it to me and uh, I didn't open the box because I know there was a present inside so I went to Sunday morning and then I was like okay I got all really excited like a kid in Christmas morning and and I opened my present and there it was there it was It's my supermarket. And just to think about it, it made me really, really excited because I was something that I wanted, and uh, it, it was a dream for me. And I get really happy when I see it so because sweet. I have it. Because I I have it. Yeah. That, it was, uh, yeah. My son took a picture of me in my jammies, and <laughs> and I was like, I I was so happy opening that present. Oh. Uh, because that was a present that I waited so long, and I didn't know why. I Didn't think about buying it before, but I think it was the time was the time it has to be. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think has to be that. So I, I got my present. My nine-year-old was so happy.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> <is> so <gasps> my so Well, wouldn't that be nice if people decided this year mm-hmm. to get themselves uh, a present? So my my. A present that I never got, uh, which I eventually did uh, as an adult, was a magic oven. Oh
1: yeah, I remember those.
0: Obviously, I grew up in the eighties, and in the eighties, yes, 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 yes. So these magic ovens, uh, you will put like a little cake mix, like a pancake mix, um, in a little round disc, and then you will put it in one side of the oven, and it had a freaking light bulb, and the light bulb will actually cook the cake in, I don't know, five minutes or so. And then it will come out on the other side. You pull it on the other side. And every year, I don't know for how long, I used to write the let, uh, this letter to the three wise men like, Por favor, I was such a good girl. I want, that's the only thing I want. And I was like, And you can bring me whatever else you want, but I want my magic oven. I really don't know why my parents, I mean, I'm sure I asked, but. Like, um, you know, I always got really cool presents. I always got books and I always got, like, um, uh, I don't know, cool things. But not that, that I really wanted. So about, uh, uh, I don't know, like uh, seven, six years ago, my mom, we never had an oven at home. And I think that's why I always wanted an oven. We always had just, like, because in Mexico, it's not common for all houses to have an oven. Hello. At least it wasn't. Um People didn't really bake. It wasn't that common.
1: Bake. Yeah. We are not such of a baking no uh, gastronomic culture. No, no, no. no. Because... We are, not, we are more into grilling than baking. I know. Oh, or long, you or know. Cooking. A, a cooking. Cooking outdoors or some sort of, but no, no, no no baking. No, no
0: baking. We buy, we buy, you know, we have bakeries. So it's like, why? (laughs) So anyways, uh, my mom bought this oven, uh, cooker with an oven. um, And she was like, well, Pinky, here's your oven. You can bake as much as you want. And I baked and baked and baked and baked. And I was the happiest girl ever. Um. So yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, But that's one of the things that I, I, I recommend everyone. If there is something that you really, really wanted and you never got it, yeah, if you have the money, I know, I know. What are you waiting for? So, so nowadays with the internet, you can track a lot of things. It's like got my supermarket in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody played with it. I don't know fifty years ago, and uh, and now it's the making me happy thing again, in the whole
0: so. world <laughs> you you need to send me a photo <laughs> of that no not not the original photo, but a photo of the oh yeah <laughs> of the set uh, uh well, you know yeah. one thing that I was thinking now that we are sort of running up Christmas and then epiphany. Uh, and and then tidying up with the next festivities. So here in Mexico, we have this thing that is called the Marathon, the Marathon, the Guadalupe Reyes Marathon. So it's, <laughs> so it's a marathon, a festive marathon. It's not an actual marathon that runs from December the 12th to uh, Epiphany, when the three wise men uh, come. So why don't you... Why don't you tell us more about the Marathon Guadalupe Reyes and what it means like in popular culture when we're...
1: (laughs) I think we are extending the marathon. We are making it longer. I think this is starting in in Dia de los Muertos in November. People start eating tamales in November. And we call it Guadalupe Reyes because December 12th is the celebration of the Virgin of Guadalupe that many... Mexicans, Catholics are the boats people and the, the celebration uh, starts there. But uh, then the, the posadas and the, the posadas, besides being the Christian celebration where people go and, from house to house and, and, and sing the the, charles, the carols to um, the Christmas carol. The posadas are also celebrations that people make. They make a party to, like, for example, if I call mm-hmm. all my friends and they say, let's make a posada, we are actually not doing anything related to the tradition, mm-hmm. but it, people call it posada. Is when you gather together with your mm-hmm. friends to celebrate mm-hmm. Christmas or the holidays. And in, there is uh, offices. The, in the office, for example, they make the Christmas eat dinner, the, this Christmas dinner that some big companies, they make it in a huge banquet mm-hmm. places or salons, mm-hmm. and uh, and we call it the posada. We call it the posada. And and um, and we eat. And, and there is a lot of, of these parties that we call the posada because uh, my friend is going to have one with all her school Uh, Friends, and then we are gonna have one for the family, and then I'm gonna have one with all my coworkers, and then people say, "Oh, I have like three posadas in one weekend." I don't know if I'm gonna make it because there is a lot of celebration, and as close as at Christmas we get, Mm -hmm. the more parties there are, and then you have the neighborhood posada, and uh, so there are many holiday parties that we just call posada, and. um, that it doesn't have to do anything, as I said, with the tradition. But in all those places, we had food. And most of those places we have pozole. It's one of the main, I uh, guess, in the table is the pozole. Why? Because it's cold. It's wintertime and we want something that is warm and comforting. We, mm-hmm. we have pozole, we have champurrado, we have onche and um, tamales and things that Keep us warm. We 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 want things that are that are hot and um and then we have Christmas Eve. In in United mm-hmm. States, people celebrate Christmas Day. they, they, they celebrate. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have lunch or early dinner in the twenty five. That is Christmas mm-hmm. Day. But in Mexico, we celebrate it with a very late late dinner. In Christmas, if some people have dinner at nine pm mm-hmm. and other people wait until twelve o'clock, I don't know why, but I don't know. I don't have a stomach to eat at midnight. And then we we eat the turkey with the roasted pork leg or everything or we, we mentioned the <laughs> or the tamales uh, or everything we mentioned, all the side dishes, and then the next day because we made sure to make enough to have leftover because the next day the family is going to come to grandma's house, for to mom's recalent- house, for the leftover we, that we call el recalentado. And that one is always better and the family come in the jammies <laughs> and the most comfortable clothes because the day before we were yeah. very fancy wearing our very best for Christmas Eve, but for yeah, we're all uh, Christmas Day, it's more relaxed, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then one of the things we made sure to have and the the bakeries have a hard time keeping with the demand. Yeah, we bread, tortas, have tortas, bolillos, teleras, bolitas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our, our version of French bread, but they're small. Uh, so because the mm. next day we are going to make tortas, we're going to make the sandwich, we're going to make it with turkey, mm-hmm. we're going to make it with bacalao, we're going to make it with Uh, The pork and some people is going to take some home. And then from there, we jump to New Year's Eve. To New Year's Eve, we also celebrate. United Mm. States, they don't celebrate like we do. Uh, When people say celebrate, it's because they are going to go to a hotel or to a dance or to a restaurant that is going to have a nice dinner. But in Mexico we celebrate yeah. it the same way that we celebrate yeah, yeah. Christmas. It's as important as Christmas. We make a big dinner. Um, The the meals mostly are the same. So you cook maybe turkey in Christmas. Well, Late, you're going to cook yeah. uh, the ham or chicken or lamb or another thing different. And um, our tamales, or pozole. And one of the things is that in the northern part of Mexico and in some part, like, for mm. example, the Chiapas they make tamales. They, they really like to make tamales for, for New Year. And besides other things, because the next day, you just reheat it and you eat tamales the next day. And then we jump to January 6th, that is when we celebrate uh, the, three, the coming of the three wise men the Epiphany, and then we eat our bread that is called La Rosca de Reyes, that is a round or oval-shaped bread that is very dense because it has a lot of eggs, mm. and the aroma that is, is like orange, because we, yeah. Orange blossom. We, I add, I add um, orange blossom essence or extract, and that gives it a lot of flavor and we, if you buy one at the bakery, and it's very light and fluffy, it has to be heavy. That's not a really good. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. because it has to be heavy. It's heavy. It's dense and rich and um, and and we usually drink chocolate. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. could be just hot chocolate or champurrado, and then um, but that's really. when it's finished. But sometimes, like we are a like, lot. But we not really because we like we are really into the party mode and it's hard to get rid of it. We jump to Candelaria February second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's when yeah. we really finish because yeah. because yeah, because whoever found the baby Jesus inside the rosca bread is gonna make a party in February sixth and is gonna pay for the party or is gonna cook the tamales or is gonna buy the tamales with someone else and everybody's going to get together to eat tamales and that's when we finish our our (laughs) holiday marathon of food and then then, and then that's when it starts Lent season and we start eating live we start eating fish and nopales and Um, we avoid meats uh but that that's, that's mostly our marathon of so we train hard
0: people holiday. because
1: because we're all winners <laughs> yeah
0: and uh, i was thinking about your your posada menu with with pozole i had never had pozole in a posada uh but now i i feel like i should demand pozole in a posada so
1: yeah, it's yeah. Actually, i think so like here say, in, it in, on the region. The,
0: in central mexico mm. like yesterday no no guess what am i talking about friday we had our posada here uh in the neighborhood so my mom organized oh. the big posada we had oh. seven piñatas <laughs> oh yeah it's a big thing and everyone is like kind of a lucky pot but we always make a list so everyone brings something so uh tamales of course ponche fruit punch um cakes there were a couple of cakes uh taquitos dorados so crisp fried taquitos uh sandwiches but russian salad sandwiches people this is totally a mexican thing oh, and wow. it has to have one like <laughs> and they cut in triangles because we love the 70s and they have like uh, uh yeah a half a slice yeah. of uh you know these uh single um american cheese slices with one uh, raja de de jalapeño and the Russian salad, Russian salad. um, Mm -hmm.
1: That's another thing that people do, that some people do like uh, like ensalada de pollo, chicken salad, the chicken salad with mayo, carrots, potatoes and green peas. That's another thing that chosen a lot of table. And those is a triangle shape yeah. uh, sandwich. My mom I mean it's to a
0: totally Mexican thing and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, you like damp a cloth and cover it to, to keep it fresh. uh
1: uh-huh. My mom wrapped it in napkins. <laughs> I'm grab every single sandwich in a in a paper know, napkin and put and it really nice my on 70s the table.
0: Uh, <laughs> dishes and uh, pambazos, uh, but not pambazos from the uh, which are from Mexico City, which are these uh, breads that are like dipped in in um, chili oil. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Pambazos from Puebla are round, very very soft, and they're dusted with with flour, just like normal flour. And we we cut them in half. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we put uh, mole con pollo, like shredded uh, pollo, uh, or f- uh, oh, yeah. ground yeah. beans okay. with uh-huh. a piece of cheese. Um, like, uh, oh, yeah. like a
1: bomba. Like a like Vera a bomba, uh, But day,
0: without uh, being a concha, uh-huh. without being a concha, just yeah.
1: a little uh, bun. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That uh, I surprised enough that you mentioned the beans. It, uh, it's, it's oh, surprising are you good, that, uh, this some people would consider Yeah, some people would consider beans to be uh, like a very humble uh kind of meal. But uh yeah in Yucatan they in some tables they serve black beans, refried black beans the way they make it, that they, that they make a puree and then they strain it that they're really good. And uh, in the Gulf of Mexico, when people make tamales uh, for New Year's Eve, they serve Mm, it with a size of refried black beans. And so, and in Central Mexico, ayocotes. Uh, Yeah, and in in, uh, in Nuevo León, they make uh, some of the most delicious uh, beans tamales, are uh, Mm -hmm. pinto beans tamales. Um, uh, but they are seasoning with an adobo sauce, uh, and they they give it also color to uh-huh. the dough. And they put a lot of cumin, they put a lot of cumin, and surprisingly, mm-hmm. they are really tasty. They are very small, they are like an inch thick, and they are very small, I've, but they are so good. I've never of had so. of course, them. they may work. Uh,
0: and if there's oh, one good, legume I totally love good. with all my heart, are frijoles. I'm a uh, Frijolera, like that's my I love <laughs> frijoles. Hmm.
1: You know what? You know what? That some people think that that's just an insult. Uh, is it, that was Santa calling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what? Uh people uh think that calling you frijolera or beaner is an insult because. Some people have called me that. People have sent me Idiot. messages through Instagram, say you're a bean, and like that, wow, and I love it. And you know how much I love my beans. I'm very proud Especially of very beans. proud of they, <laughs> but,
0: they, uh, idiots. But yeah, yeah, I love it yeah. like honestly. And uh, my favorite leftover. Let, let's uh, we've been going on forever, and obviously we can go on uh, for much longer. But let's begin wrapping it up favorite leftovers mine let's let's do a number a five no num, right uh, top five so i'll go with my number okay okay from bottom top okay number five uh russian salad leftover russian salad from the fridge in my jammies big hair spoonie right open the fridge yeah that's
1: no, no, without chicken. The
0: one that just has chicken, the but chicken salad. Potato, carrots. Um, ah, the potato. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's five. What's your five?
1: Yeah, yeah. My five oh. will be roasted pork leg, to make a torta. Okay, good, That will good. be five.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the bottom. Yeah.
1: That's, the bottom. that's at the bottom. Uh, that's then the bottom. number
0: four. Okay. I... Number four. I like. No, no, no. That is. That is nicer um nom, 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 nom. <laughs> wow but um, you know i like um i like uh i like the apple salad a lot a lot and and i like it when mm-hmm. when you put it in it the does. fridge and it sort of hardens a bit the the cream yeah, and, and then yeah, you sort of, do, again, standing uh-huh. there by the fridge. It's like a gremlin eating uh, from there. So that's my four. What's your four? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my husband cooks turkey. He mm-hmm. loves to cook turkey. He makes a special deboned turkey oh, that yeah, he removes the bones and I stuff it with meat. And, and, and what I really and like is really the stuffing. I, I don't like the turkey. The stuff, the stuffing is really good because you can slice it and make a sandwich. But <laughs> I really don't like so it
0: in so <laughs> torta uh, stuffing turkey torta very good very good. Uh number torta. number mm-hmm. three for torta me would be a reheated a cup of ponche. That is like that is like mm-hmm. really really number thick three and very for sweet. Me
1: Uh, oh. Number three for me would be pozole. pozole. I know. But which kind it of pozole? Really good the next day. <laughs> it really good. Yeah. Yeah. Jalisco. Ro- that is my Rojo. favorite. Red always pozole. Always
0: and forever. Yeah. Red yeah. Yeah. Okay. Red, red, red okay. pozole. Yeah. Number, two. Oy, it's number a
1: thickens.
0: two. You know what? I love um, uh, my ayocote beans. So, ayocote beans are um, bigger than run. Bigger than runner beans. Do you eat, it then?
2: No, do you eat no, no, them? No, 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 no. I cook them, them the
0: way my mom cooks them, the way her mom cooks them. So we boil them like until they're super tender, and then uh, we crumble um, very salty cotija cheese on top. We cook them with thyme Cheers. and bay leaves, mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah. when we serve them hot oh. in a bowl. Um, we drizzled them with olive oil. With with the
1: Okay. Could you tell me to try Because oh I have a
0: And just like have that with a crusty torta. Like mm, heaven. So number two for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like number two I have two because it's really hard. Um it it will be tamales <sighs> and bacalao. Because you know what makes the, the, the bacalao make special? Yeah. Because, like, it's just once a year. So, it it's it like a, you look forward to that yeah. moment when you're going to have the reheated <laughs> bacalao in a, in, a, in a crusty bread. So, and the tamales, tamales you can have it almost any, any time of the year. Yeah. But I will say a bacalao. That, bacalao a is, a is, is really special. Uh,
0: my number one is going to be a surprise, actually. Uh, but, you know, simple pleasures will rule the world. Uh, a taco of reheated baked spaghetti. And there's nothing better in the world. Un taco de spaghetti? Oh My goodness. I mean, that is heaven. <laughs> that's my number one. <laughs>
1: I I I wow. I used to make a sandwich with a spaghetti. <laughs> you to have to try work. taco. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: yes, too. Um mine is something that I always like. it's like uh and not everybody make it for Christmas, but it's Classic. chicken salad. I can eat chicken salad and I like clean the bowl. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh yeah my God. I love chicken salad. Yeah, I, I always just to find an excuse to make it for birthdays or for Christmas or just yeah, because, yeah, with because you. it's I'm really with you. good.
0: And that is not the only occasion uh, where I have taco de spaghetti. But certainly is is uh, an, a special one because it's Christmas. Good. Corn tortilla.
1: Corn tortilla
0: on the oh no 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 on the flame. On so the you feel the char the charred, charred bit. On, on the crunchy. Yeah, it were like a,
1: yeah, yeah, we like that. Uh, that would yeah, taste yeah, yeah. good, but you have to char the tortilla it's Sweaty the, and uh, sloppy. Uh, yeah. I don't think so because you. Yeah. No, because you have to add texture. And An extra flavor to the tortilla yeah. to, to enjoy the, the spaghetti. Yeah, and then yeah. with, with oh more cotija cheese
0: on You, ha- you, I need, I need to honestly, try you're gonna become an instant
1: fan. It. Oh my god. Yeah, it would be so nice to know what your your listeners <laughs> like to eat. What like to eat? I know. For I know. Maybe this has Christmas. been so much fun.
0: We, <laughs> I mean, we just I think. <laughs> We can't never exhaust the topic. Of course, there's a million more foods.
1: Oh, no, we we didn't talk about so many states and other places that they have so many traditions. And weird foods like uh, in Sonora that they make a barbacoa with beef and tomatoes and and dried peppers. And I think they put carrots and and potatoes Mm -hmm. and they like to, they call it barbacoa, but it's like a stew and they serve it with, with cold uh, elbow macaronis mm-hmm. salad and uh, so that's a weird combination but that's how they like to eat it And uh, so that, that's some combinations in different states that are, are so unique and so yeah. and so traditional for them and very them it's, it's, it's theirs and, uh, and if you ask them, if you tell them this doesn't go like a, this cold who macaroni cares? pasta <laughs> doesn't go with the stew, with a beef stew. Yeah, so no, that's the way we yeah. eat it. That's the way know. they serve it also in weddings or uh, birthdays. But for Christmas, that's that's a lot of people make that and they call barbacoa, and uh, it's a weird combination. But for them, that's that's tradition and that's for them it means celebrations. So we are a huge country and we have our dishes depending on region, its region, but some foods are common for everybody, like everybody will have buñuelos, ponche. everybody will make a pozole, or tamales, or ponche, or the champurrado. Uh, there are mm-hmm. some dishes mm-hmm. that are like a common denominator for everyone, but that's what makes us rich as a culture, uh, our gastronomy, the diversity. Yeah!
0: Oh my god, I am so I'm so excited to see what people make of of, of this menu and this episode.
1: I would like to hear what they do because if, if somebody's on different stage I really would like to know what they I say know, and what I they know. cook and what how they prepare their leftovers and what special way. We like the tamales. Some people like to fry the leftover tamales, and some people like to put yeah. place them in the griddle until they get really charred outside. So. Uh, that's a different way like the way that you make your taco mm-hmm, spaghetti mm-hmm. taco that I need to try with a char tortilla a char tortilla so <laughs> i hope you you listen and share with you that
0: i know i know i'm going to i'm going to well we we have to do some something on instagram like right, to to put on the stories uh, a box so, so people can tell us what they eat and um of you know we've talked about so many recipes of course um again we didn't exhaust all of them uh in meli's blog mexico in my kitchen you can find like s- dozens and dozens of seasonal uh delicious uh recipes that she mentioned that i mentioned also in her cookbook um
1: there are some in the, that, uh, in the blog you can find almost all of them the chapurrado the different three types of buñuelos, uh the ponche the tamales three types of uh, roasted pork leg or shoulder and uh, pozole. And salad, leg, your famous the, chicken the salad, salad is there. And, yeah, that chicken salad is there. So I know. And the bacalao. <laughs> I have the yeah. Veracruz-style bacalao and the Central Mexico bacalao. So if you want to make bacalao, if yeah. you are someone that likes fish, uh, you're going to love that.
0: Uh, and like strong, proper strong flavor. in. Uh, in my Mexican fiestas ebook I have some recipes including this mysterious um salad we mentioned the one with beetroot oh, okay. which is mm-hmm. one of my absolute favorites mm-hmm. I, I love that one You can find also my recipe to make uh, rosca de reyes bacalao the way my mom makes it uh, ponche the way I make it
1: so <laughs> sure there are do you have a lot of options where to find a recipe
0: yeah 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 like you want you want uh run out of uh, ideas and I will put all the links obviously uh for Melly's blog Melly's book, my ebook uh and and please share with us uh, share on instagram send us messages tell us what you eat what you're planning to eat and uh, and I think that that's uh, well, you know where to find it all you know all comments and all like that um uh, and check on your podcast app, the links and in the description, etc., etc., etc. Meli, this has been amazing. So much fun, and uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like it was like our pre uh, uh, Christmas uh, kind of gathering.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's nice that we talk about all the foods that we really enjoy. And and now I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> no, I, I <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm going to go find some taco or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you very much for the invitation. It was a pleasure and I really enjoyed
0: it. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, well, I'll send you a virtual hug. Feliz Navidad to you and your boys. And I can't wait to have a rosca with you in a few weeks. <laughs>
1: yeah. Thank you. I love
0: you so much, Melly. I love you too. <laughs> bye bye. <Bye-bye. laughs>